Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Bookseller Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast discussing all things Amazon bookselling. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Prime Bookselling Podcast. I'm Eric, and we're back again. And today we're going to be talking about another little un- underlook thing that I think having to do with Amazon that a lot of people don't talk about, which I think is, a, especially for a bookseller, is very, very important to understand and to be properly set up in your account. Um, I'm going, what we're talking about today is particularly in long-term storage fees and also the automatic settings that Amazon provides to help you avoid ever paying a long-term storage fee. So to kick this off, let's talk about what are long-term storage fees. So. As FBA has gained popularity, um, Amazon has had really had a fighting battle to keep space available in warehouses. There's just so many independent sellers out there that are sending items into Amazon that they can't build warehouses enough fast enough to hide it or to to house it all. So over the years, back when FBA first started, they it was a free-for-all. You know, you could send in as much as you want. Amazon wasn't going to say anything, blah, blah, blah. But as it has gained popularity, they've had to put in restrictions to to kind of control the amount of stuff coming in and, and getting older stuff out so they have room for new stuff. So, you know, just kind of optimizing the use of their warehouse space. And so that's where long-term storage fees came in. So basically, I mean... In Amazon's ideal world, they want you to just send in enough product to last you 30 days. So basically, you send in 100 units, 30 days later, those 100 units should be gone. Um, as a bookseller, that is virtually impossible to do. I do not know a single bookseller that has a business model that can achieve that. If you are one of them out there, congratulations, you are a superhero because it is a very hard thing to accomplish and you should... If you are not one of them or if you're first getting started into book selling, don't be alarmed by that. That's perfectly normal for this industry. Um, books are very long tail items, which means they take time to sell. And you should buy a book with the expectation that it could take up to six months, 12 months to sell. It's just a matter of fact. It's not all books are going to take that long. Some of the books you'll buy, you'll list, and they'll sell immediately. But it is a very long tail game, which means that they're there is a lot of buy and hold in the book industry. So with that said, these long-term storage fees are something that you cannot avoid. They're, they're, just, they're gonna be a part of your business because, because of the fact that come six, 12 months, and they some of these items come up for long-term storage fee, I promise you that you will have items there and you have to make a decision to either keep it in the warehouse, pay that fee, um, remove the item and have it shipped back to you, pay, pay a massive fee to have it returned to you, or to just let Amazon dispose of or liquidate the item, which if they liquidate the item, it typically costs you nothing. Um, if they dispose of it, the fee is actually pretty substantial. But if you set this up properly, most of the time they end up liquidating most of your inventory. So the fees end up becoming very minimal. How do I configure this? So we're going to go back to something I've preached on this podcast a lot. And that is, is that I'm a lazy seller and I don't, I build into my margins the fact that I know that a certain amount of books are going to get thrown away after six to 12 months. So I don't worry about these items. I simply set them up to be liquidated and disposed. 
I never see the items. I never have to deal with the items. I never really, I even go as far as I very rarely even look at the reports to see how many items are actually getting thrown away because it's just one of those things where if you look at it, you're going to be like, Ugh. and, and who cares if your business is working, if you throw a couple books away, what does it matter? So, so to start out with what I highly, highly recommend every seller go in and at least configure the two settings that we're going to be talking about. You do not necessarily need to configure them the way I do because I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, I'm not throwing away inventory I paid good money for. I could get that back and I could sell it on eBay or whatever. And I, I'm not knocking that philosophy. If that's what you want to do, that's that's perfectly fine. You can do that. Um, me personally, I will tell you that try it for a little while. You might find out that it's probably just not worth the time and the expense to do that. Um, sometimes it's just better to let things go. But but you as a business owner have that freedom to to do this. So do it whatever way you, you choose to do it. So choose the way you want to do it. I'm just telling you which way I do it. So how do we want to, con well, what are our options to configure this? So first of all, let's, let's start. There's two different settings. There's unfulfillable removal settings, and then there's fulfillable removal settings. Unfulfillable is if somebody returns an item and, and it gets back to the warehouse, Amazon deems it as unsellable. So they, it just kind of goes into a holding pattern until you do something with it. It just sits there. Amazon will not put it up for sale. It just sits there in an unfulfilled status until you remove it. And so with those, you can set up a setting. Unfortunately, because they're unfulfillable, Amazon will not allow you to liquidate those items. So you only have two options in that scenario. And you can either dispose of them or you can have them returned. At this point in time, I think... I currently set mine up to just dispose of the items. I believe the fees to dispose of an item are the same as the fees to have them returned. So if you're willing to have all these books come back to you, more than likely 98% of them you will still be able to sell. Because in my experience, very rarely is an unfulfillable item, especially when you're selling a used book, ever an item is returned that is not still sellable, so to speak. More or less, Amazon is just probably every book that comes back is they're just putting it unfulfillable because, because I get books back all the time. I look at them and I say, there's nothing wrong with this book. you know. But the customer said something was wrong with it and that's probably just the customer having buyer's remorse or something like that and not wanting to, wanting the book anymore or starting to read the book and not enjoying it. So they just return it and say that it was defective, but really it's just, they just didn't want to pay the return shipping for the item they purchased. So, so it's up to you on this one, what you, how you want to do that one. Um, you can either return or dispose of them. The fees will be the same. Uh, don't get too worried about this. Uh, it, in the used book sector, you do not get a large amount of returns. So this is not going to be a huge expense for you. But just choose whichever one you want to do. If you want to deal with the returns and reprocessing them, you can. Um, otherwise, I would recommend just putting that to dispose, which is what I do. And that's just because of that. It, I actually do that because back in the day, it used to be very affordable 
to dispose of the items much more affordable than having them returned, but Amazon has changed the policies to the point now where it doesn't matter anymore. So, but the big one you want to do focus on is the Amazon fulfillable inventory settings. So with this one, this is these are the ones that are coming up to that date where there's going to be long-term storage fees charged on them. And you do want to have these set because if you do not set this yourself, if you do not set this for automatic removal, what's going to happen is, is you will be charged these fees. They will, I believe they typically send out an email and say, hey, we're about to charge long-term storage fees. If you want to avoid them, do something with your inventory. But but this is just a safe gap to make sure that you never, if if you don't set this up, you have to know to go in there every every month and check to see, make sure nothing's going to get charged, uh, long-term storage fees, get the stuff out or do whatever you need to do to get with it. So that's why I recommend just set it up this way so that you never occur these fees. Unless you just decide that, that um, in your business, you're just going to accrue fees and keep everything in and until it sells. I personally, I, I can't really give you a, an idea if that's a good move because I've never tried that personally myself. I imagine that the fees would just pretty much drown your business. But maybe maybe you will find that maybe the long-term storage fees are so minimal that, that your business can just keep rocking through as you want. Um, I do feel like having... A mechanism to get rid of some of this stuff is probably a good thing, especially since if you're focusing on FBA, um, this is a great way to try and get rid of what I quote unquote call dead weight. And dead weight is just stuff that, again, as a bookseller, you're going to strike out sometimes. For some reason, some book you purchased is just wasn't the right buy and you're not going to be able to sell it. And it, it's always healthy within any business to get rid of some of that dead weight, get it out of there give you more room to enable you to to put in fresher, newer, better selling inventory. And and this is especially important with FBA because FBA, you're limited on space. You just you can't just keep whatever you want. They're going to say, "No, you know, you're limited to this amount of space." So, so at certain points in time in your business, you're going to want to clear space out, and this is a great way to do it. And it's completely automated, so it's hands-off and things are going away, opening space up for you at all times. How you get to these settings is in Seller Central, on the right-hand side, there's a little gear. And you click on that gear and you should see FBA settings, and these will be listed under there. So if you want to go in and look at the automated fulfill fulfillable settings, or fulfillable inventory settings, this is where you would go in there. If you look at the screen once you're inside there, you just need to click that you wanted enabled. And then I would recommend always, always, uh, well, okay, so first to the right-hand side after you enable it, I always leave disabled, I always leave the automated removal of fastens with no sales uh, disabled, just because I don't want, um, I do not want the... I, I don't care about, that would be like if you had one asset that you're like, no, I want to manage this. Maybe it's a high cost item and you, I want to manage this asset manually. You can spe specify those specific assets. I would not do that. It's just not, um, for a bookseller, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. That's a thing you can play around with. If there's something specific you want to always keep, you can certainly do that. Just play with it. 
I always just keep that one to disable. Um, and then the big thing that I highly recommend that you verify on your account is right underneath where you enabled it, there is a checkbox that says liquidations. Certainly click that because what that's going to do is it's going to greatly, greatly reduce the fees that you pay. Because if Amazon can liquidate that item, there may be a minimal charge for them pulling the item to liquidate it. But for the most part, I have seen that most items they liquidate after it's all said and done, it comes out to a wash and you almost pay nothing to remove them. Um, or if you do pay to remove them, it'll be a very minimal charge. So I highly recommend, keep in mind though that if you do check liquidations, they're gonna liquidate items. That means you're not gonna get that item back. So if you are adamant that you want all of your items back, then you should definitely not check liquidations. You should go down, if you go down further in the screen, it will ask you if you wanna return or dispose of the item. If you return the item, if you check return on that, anything that is coming up for long-term storage, they will return to your address that you specify. Uh, or if you click dispose, then it just basically goes to a recycler and is gone forever. So th that's, I highly, highly recommend that everybody sets this up. Make sure it's running on their account because it's just a safe gap thing to make sure that you never lose or never have any fees for long-term storage and things like that. Again, you can do some research into this. This is simply just the way I do it for my business and it works well. Um, but there is multiple ways and you talk to multiple booksellers, they'll have tons of different ways that you should do this that they say is the right way to do it. So feel free to listen to other people and say, see what they have to say. But this is how I recommend doing it. It's super simple. Um, it's Once you can figure this, it's turned on forever. You never have to worry about fees. Whenever you see a long-term storage fee message come through, you just simply disregard it because you know these settings are going to take care of it. A um, couple things I will say is, is that despite the fact that I do have this set up to dispose of everything, um, there are times where things come back to me. So I can't explain why that is. I assume that that is some sort of mistake by an Amazon warehouse employee, but I'm not sure. But there are times where books come back to me, so just don't be alarmed by that. <laughs> but but definitely have this set up because I did recently have a client that, I mean, uh, the, he had probably, he did not have this properly configured on his account, and he, prob he probably had 250 books that were returned to me. And, and, um, he's in Canada. So if you're wondering why he has the items returned to the items get returned to me, that's, that's the reason is because he can't have them returned to himself. But anyways, in, it's just a pain in the butt to deal with and, and it's just not fun. So just, I highly, highly recommend one of the first things you do once you get your account set up is to look and make sure that this is configured set, uh, separately and I think in one of the upcoming episodes I'm gonna actually do like a like a quick walkthrough of the five steps that we do when we're setting up an Amazon book selling account just so you can kind of get an idea of what um, getting the actual storefront configured to the way we follow basically a standard protocol for anybody that asks us to set up an Amazon account for them and 
I'm going to walk you through the process of what to, to do. I mean, this is going to sound like it's extremely, extremely technical, but I mean, literally it's like five steps. It's, it's setting up the account, configuring these settings, connecting a listing software, collect, connecting a repricing software, done. You have your entire Amazon store set up. You're ready to go. All you need to do now is start feeding the beast. So, so watch for that in an upcoming episode. I just do also want everybody to give everybody a heads up to that in future episodes, I'm going to start moving towards also, um, I want to include some content in here. Uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on this podcast before, but, um, one of my, my hobbies when I'm not running my business is that I also teach entrepreneur courses at the local university and, I want to start bringing some of those lessons into these. Just So you're going to start seeing episodes drop that will cover more. It's not going to really seem like you're going to be like, what, is, what does this have to do with Amazon book selling? But part of Amazon book selling is being a business owner. And I want to kind of get some, get your mind going with some good strategies of being a good business owner. Just things that you can do because being a business owner is so different than being a nine to five worker. And unfortunately, Amazon kind of creates like a lesser barrier between those two things, I kind of feel like, where it's not as big of a transition. But if you do make this transition and you just start this as a hobby and it does grow into a business, it's going to start looking and feeling a lot more like a business. And I want to start giving you guys some sort of content to kind of prepare your mind for that. Um, so just keep it, keep ahead of that. Um, couple other things that we have coming up over the bend. I am working on an, on a ep- big episode of how a strategy that we've created to help people finance, um, Amazon in Amazon business, which I think is kind of an interesting thing. It's, it's a strategy that's leverages credit cards, but, um, leverages them in a way where you never have to pay interest on any of your purchases as long as you follow the strategy correctly. Um, so that's probably going to be one of the very more, one of the probably very next episodes. It might be a two-parter just because we have to kind of break down how the credit system works and then go into the actual strategy. We're going to see it might be a two-parter. It might be just one really long episode. So so that's coming around the bend. And um, as always, if you do have questions, comments, hate mail, anything, send it to over to sales, S-A-L-E-S at kings, K-I-N-G-S, ridge, R-I-D-G-E, media.com. And jump over to kingsridgemedia.com to check out the different sourcing options we have. If you are looking for new options of getting books into your store, we have some very different, not done before type services that help booksellers get more books for their business. And we are happy to sit down and get you on a call and see if one of those services might be ideal for you. So with that, I'll wrap this episode up. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. And thank you again, everybody, for your continued support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Prime Bookseller Podcast. Join us for the next episode as we discuss all things Amazon bookselling. 